0: and gonna be cheesy but comment like subscribe
1: hi i'm rebecca Vitali, and i'm talking all things plant on the hysterical women podcast okay you want to do avocados yeah oh and i forgot actually about papaya
0: because oh is... yeah
1: because you've done that now and i haven't
0: I'm i like... have but the story about my papaya is sort of funny so I bought a papaya. It was like looking really good. It was organic and it was, you know, I mean, not in season for us, but it was in season. And I was like, okay, like, let me do this. And I've discovered as I've gotten older that I have all kinds of, uh, issues with, you know, what my body can eat and cannot eat. Um, and that anyway, so I was like, I'm going to get this papaya super awesome. And I was like, Oh, look at all these seeds. Like I have to be able to grow these seeds after talking to Rebecca. Um, And so I was, and there are also, there are so many, right? You're like, just, it's a plethora of seeds inside of this thing. And they're so cute. Like playing with them is really fun. (laughs) Like They're just like soft and shiny and just adorable. Um, They're like Bulba. Yeah. So I did, I followed all the instructions, you know which was just like put it in soil and they like so- it that it needs uh, a minimum six to eight hours a day of sunlight. And I have a little grow light for all of my little babies that I'm propagating and starting out. Um, and
1: That's fancier in- than I am.
0: I mean, you don't need to do that. I was just like being super extra, but you know, so, and, and it does, you know, I'm trying to remember the soil that it needs. It needs like a more, um, like a pH balance on the more alkaline side side, but it's not like a necessity. So it's more a loamy or sandy or rocky soil. Um, if that helps, but I just put it in regular soil and you know, they were saying that like, yeah, and then you should start seeing them grow. And there are like a hundred seeds in this thing, right? You've got so many, you put them in the soil and I was like, okay, I've given up. Like these are never coming up. That was a, They just need time. Yeah. But the thing that I did is, I didn't give up on the soil. I put the soil back in the bag. I didn't throw away (laughs) the soil, you know, because I was going to keep the soil. It was like, yeah. And then I went to plant an avocado, like, I want to say maybe three and a half weeks later. So I went into where I keep my soil. I planted the avocado. And lo and behold, some random papaya seedlings start to come up. So the thing that I would say about papayas I was not prepared for is patience.
1: Do you think they like the dark?
0: They might've liked the dark, honestly. And I think this is also where it comes into play that the, you can find a lot of information online but a lot of it is not good information. (laughs) There's so much misinformation. So I think they did need to germinate in the dark for a while. I think that was probably like uh, the best thing that could have happened
1: yeah happy accident
0: yeah I will also say though that the plants are really delicate when they they're unlike some other ones where the initial stalk is thicker. the papayas when they start out they're really spindly they look like um it reminded me more of like morning glories, you know like a vining plant oh it was so delicate they're so delicate
1: funny and the fruits are so heavy
0: right um so when they start out they really they look like a vine like like a weed vine that would Uh just be growing around on the sidewalk or something um and i accidentally killed one by just hitting the top of the stalk and causing it to keel over so that one never came back but the rest of them did come back and i should probably look in my soil to see if there are any like Papaya is hiding out in there
1: more yeah
0: um but yeah so that one just like you really what's interesting and also the way that to your point about how we're divorced from the process of growing things and how people don't want us to be able to support ourselves and grow our own food it is really interesting i find that the way that the fruit is versus the way that it grows a lot of times seems counterintuitive. Like I was not anticipating that a papaya would be such a delicate little thing
1: yeah, when it started sure.
0: out. So yeah, that was just, that was my funny experience with papayas. Cause everyone was like, Oh yeah, you put them in the soil and they sprout up real quick. And I kept, you know, keeping an eye on them. And I was like, I thought I was being patient enough, but it just took a lot longer. And, learn by trial that's and why error. i like
1: sprouting things in the in the fabric in in something else first it's like proofing yeast you know so like yeah. you can tell that it's happening before you before you invest the soil in it you know yeah that's just how i think of um sprouting the seeds because then you get the ones that are Thriving, and you know, if you're like me, you just forget about the, <laughs> you just forget about them, and you go, <laughs> you come back, and they've sprouted.
0: Yeah, exactly. And honestly, that's a really good piece of advice because um, if you mess with them too much, you can actually damage them. There is a lot to be said from walking away and not hovering. Don't be yeah, like a helicopter
1: parent. They didn't evolve to uh, to need you know a ton of human intervention. It's just a weird you know, growing, uh, growing citrus fruit in Brooklyn is not normal. So you need to give them like some, at- <laughs> some attention, but they're, it's designed to do its thing given the right uh, environment, you know?
0: Yeah. And actually one thing that I have struggled with a lot, and I think this also has to do with like what you were talking about, the agricultural industry and the food chain, and GMOs and stuff like that is I have struggled to get a healthy papaya plant because in theory you lop off the top of, I mean, excuse me, uh, pineapple, not papaya. In theory, you lop off the top of the pineapple oh. and take away the fruit. You put it in sandy soil or regular soil, or you put it in water until the roots develop um, and don't put it in water too high because otherwise the heart will melt out or rot out really.
1: Like celery,
0: yeah. Yeah, but I have found it really difficult to get organic papaya. uh, Is organic pineapples um, or ones that haven't been around
1: genetically whatever.
0: Yeah, like failure to thrive is a situation I've really. But it's not just
1: failure to thrive. I think actually that's one of the ones that I have read about in the context of this of uh, sabotaging future efforts to grow the fruit elsewhere. Um, is that pineapple, they've been engineered so that you can't. There's not a possibility of thriving. Wow. Like, you know, And the island of Lanai. So that they won't.
0: Yeah. And that, that's actually, that is really interesting, because the island of Lanai in Hawaii is where I think over 96% of the world's pineapples came from, and it was dole, Right.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, Dole's been all over, but
0: yeah. Uh, and I think that the island of Lanai was actually private for a long time because it was the Dole family. And they just used it as a papaya plantation where n- over 96%. Pineapple? pineapple. I keep saying papaya. Oh my gosh, my brain is just fixated. Yeah, so uh, over 96% of the pineapple crops in the entire world all came from this one island. And... I think also not just the. I think it starts out with by the time that they've traveled for so for so far, getting them to propagate. They're traumatized, you know, like they have been really traumatized, and this isn't uh, an environment or the soil or the light or the number of hours of light that they are accustomed to. But also, this is also the GMO thing. So I've I've struggled with papayas uh, and also with pineapples. Yeah, I've struggled with papayas, but I've also struggled even more with pineapples. Those are my two struggles, I would say. Have you had success with pineapple tops?
1: I'm looking online right now. Uh no, the only thing that I've done I maybe mean, this can be a different episode. The only thing I've done with pineapples is make tepache. Huh. Which is like pineapple beer. It's like fermented pineapple. Oh, that sounds good. Um, so I had to get, but the use the wild yeast that's on the outside of the pineapple. So I found organic pineapples and just like rinse them off very minimally and cut off some stuff. But like you have to keep the skin.
0: And do you put the pineapples in water, or do you immediately put them in a sandy soil?
1: No, this is to oh to grow them. Yeah, I was, bre- I was brewing. I was right, right. Soil. <laughs> I don't know you mentioned trying with the pineapple and I haven't done that frankly I don't like uh, buying things that come from very far away which is part of the reason why I sprout all these seeds of the weird produce is to like get more value out of actually Mm -hmm. buying it so pineapple I don't buy pineapples a lot but if i see an organic one like the next time i see an organic one which is not very often uh i'm gonna buy it and make more tepache but i will look up how to how to grow the top what have you seen for the instructions
0: so everyone talks about it as though it's super easy you just take a knife to the top or you twist the top of the pineapple off and then you put it in water but you don't submerge it too much because you don't want the center of it to rot out and then oh it just starts sprouting roots and then you plant it and it's so easy and then it's so cool because out of the center it's related to bromeliads so out of the center like a little baby pineapple comes up in a couple of years but like between the transportation and the damage that happens in the transportation and to your point about um like agricultural intervention i have really struggled I mean, like for a while there, every time if I had a pineapple or if someone else had a pineapple, people would be like, hey, can I take the top out of this? And people will definitely let you do that. Um, but they just kept rotting. And I think also you can tell that it's traveled a long way and been rather traumatized because the leaves are brown and stuff like that. So you're dealing with damaged goods um, that are damaged by design in terms of our transportation and all of the above but yeah and also finding organic pineapples is very hard they don't uh, always have them um the the dull ones are generally the ones that you can always find and those yeah they always look really rough and really dried out i'm ge- um, i'm
1: i'm looking at pictures online right now they look so cool
0: right like the the way that they grow is really awesome i think my dad had one when i was a kid and like watching the the way that they grow was wild it's like a little hydra where the little baby comes out fully formed out of the center and you have just like this one stalk with a fully formed pineapple in the middle of it
1: yeah that's really cool um wait that's a note that I wanted to add also is that uh don't get discouraged if you um you know I talked before about like how I you know mangoes I like put Way more seeds in water than I get mango plants. Not everything is going you know there's not a hundred percent a success rate, obviously uh, but that's nature that's, yeah <laughs> barring uh barring genetic engineering by humans um that's just how nature works, you know,
0: yeah, definitely. So we can end with avocados and anything like else, but do you either? of you have questions yeah i was just actually wondering if you've ever have like problems
1: with like mushrooms in your soil or something i do have little mushrooms growing out right now when i when i open the windows i uh i notice i get weird little things growing out of my plants in the stairwell i have like a little clover growing in one and i have some mushrooms growing in another one i'm just leaving them for now because they're not like harming the plant and it's just more little things growing is that do you have like a mushroom infestation
0: no I actually I have no idea why but when I was a kid I've had a fear of mushrooms so I have plants now and there's some mushrooms there and I'm not totally scared of them anymore
1: but I just won't touch them so (laughs) I mean mushrooms are to Be fair, mushrooms are scary uh, <laughs> because some of them can kill you, uh, so I definitely would not eat them. Uh, but they're not, you know, I it doesn't sound like they're doing anything terrible. You can probably just like take some toilet paper and so you don't have to touch them directly if you're nervous and just you know take them out and put them okay, out cool, and flush them. <laughs> yeah.
0: And what kind of plants are you growing that you're seeing the mushroom fruiting bodies? Um, I just have like succulents and stuff so if you're seeing mushrooms on succulents it might be that you're overwatering. okay um now i would also say that there's a line that i draw in my head when it comes to like fungal growth on plants which is that if i see mushrooms like the actual little like mushroom what you know like when you think about the emoji that you get with the mushroom if i see those i actually take that as generally speaking either that I'm watering a little bit too much and that there's some rot in there but in that case the fact that the mushroom has grown it's actually a positive thing because um mushrooms like unlike you know the laws of thermodynamics which say that you know everything goes from energy to entropy what I love about mushrooms like just absolutely love is that they that system and they are something that can take entropy and turn it into energy so if you're seeing a mushroom that probably means that you have a little bit of rot in there or they could just be opportunistic but a mushroom that looks like that with that body top is actually going to be it's doing you a favor for your soil because it's actually going to be cleansing it so those I do think are good and actually when I prepare my soil I put in like a mycorrhizal um, a little teeny little pinch of a mycorrhizal Compound that's healthy fungus um, and it makes the soil like much. It, it's uh like some people would use Miracle Grow, but Miracle Grow has a lot of gnarly stuff in the ingredients. But if you use the mycorrhizal, <laughs> and it's bright blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead, I'll use the mycorrhizal um, compound and mix it in there and it makes the soil like super powered so you can fertilize with that. Uh, and that's another thing also to keep in mind with your plants is that if you haven't repotted them and if they've grown, like, A, you don't want them to get pot bound. You want the top, however wide the leaves are, is about as wide of, as the bottom should be of the pot that it's in. Like, that's a good rule of thumb. Okay. Um, and also, if it's been in that soil for a while, then that soil is tired. It's like all of the nutrients are just done. So uh, you're going to need to think about providing nutrients again, because um, it's not out in the wild where there would be decay and like leaf litter and stuff like that. And, and you know, like dead ants or whatever that would be constantly revitalizing the soil quality so that's not happening internally so you do need to think about revitalizing your soil so that's what I used for that but if I see mold or um, like like the other types of fungus that aren't like an, a mushroom body um, then I'm like oh I overwatered. sometimes if I underwater and then I come back and I'll water um, that can happen especially with my succulents because I know that they say like for a succulent you want it to basically dry out and then water it and then dry out and water it but when it's when they're little and they don't have that much soil it doesn't take that much time for that soil to dry out so i did have a situation where i went out of town and my succulents i came back and i was like oh they look so sad and i definitely Are there overwatered the them gave you? yeah yeah and and some other ones too like some of them were looking really sad, and I was like, "Oh, babies, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry." And so I brought them back to health. But in the beginning, I was like, I, I overdid it and I overwatered them, and I saw some like orangey, whitish kind of fungus mold on them. And I was like, oh, that was me, that was my bad. Yeah, I have whitish on
1: the mango right now because it do- again, you want good drainage. You need holes in the bottom of your pot, and then-
0: you can also put rocks
1: in the bottom. As well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You can put rocks in the bottom of your pot and then the soil on top and then that will help the drainage on the bottom. You'd need holes in the bottom of the pot and then you wanna have some catching thing underneath obviously, because there's going to be water coming out if you water it a lot. I notice when my jackfruits in the hallway are, you know, when the leaves start like drooping a little, they don't like the plants not dying, but I can just tell that it needs water. Uh, And then, you know, I water it a bunch. You don't if if it's dried out, just be careful, because if you water it a lot, the bottom can overflow because all the water will go through it. But, yeah, I agree with uh, not constantly watering. I think it's good to um, let the plants sort of, like, have a variety and not, like, sit in, like, wet soil all the time.
0: And, yeah, and that's, like, even if you...
1: But the mushroom, mushroom doesn't fate. sound like a problem.
0: Yeah, the, the mushroom is probably doing um, cleaning of the soil. So it's probably actually, like, a good thing to have. Mold okay. or that would, I would say, that's different in my mind. I've had both. But the the mushroom, the little cute, or, you know, if you don't like them and you think they're ugly, then it's ugly. But, like, those are fine. It's when you get, like, the mold situation that means that, you know, you probably need to course correct.
1: There's, like, that white, I forget what it's called, that white stuff that grows on the outside of pots. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I get that on the outside of my ceramic pots. And it looks like a white cover. It's some kind of mold. It, like, looks normal, you know, it's on, like, some, like, rustic, uh, you see it on this, like, old ceramic ware outside. Uh, but if I notice that it's, like, spreading, it's, it's definitely after I water a lot or too much, that'll start developing more. And then I just take the... I just it's alive and I don't want it to spread more like I don't think it's a disaster but I don't want it to like spread more and you know get on other things in my kitchen because I'm like fermenting stuff and they're, you know it's just putting more stuff in the air so I hold it under the bathtub faucet and I scrub it off
0: also a little bit spray, of white vinegar and then spray,
1: the, spray the pot with neem oil after that or vinegar yeah
0: Yeah. And this, you don't even need apple cider vinegar. You can just have plain white vinegar and that'll get rid of um, some of that. You can just dab with something that's damp with white vinegar and it'll do a lot for the white mold.
1: Hi, my name is Rebecca Vitale. It's been great talking all things plants with you on the Hysterical Women podcast. You can reach me at Rebecca at fallsleep.com. That's B as in Victor, O-L-S-W-E-E-P.com. I do data work and voter targeting for progressive candidates and campaigns. Please let me know if there's anybody that I can help and have fun growing all of your plants.